This is Anthony in Arena, and you're listening to In the Arena. I know I write a blog called The Sales Blog, but this is about business because sales is a big part of business and business is a big part of sales. So I want you to know that if you're going to succeed in business, you're going to deal with tough business situations that feel like conflict. And it comes with the territory, so there's no way that you can get around this. How you deal with tough business challenges or what I would call category two problems is an upper limit on your success. Your willingness and your ability to deal with bigger challenges with greater conflict is going to increase the upper limit on your success because the more successful you get, the more of that you have in your world. And an unwillingness or an inability to deal with conflict and deal with Category 2 problems, which I'll explain in a minute, minute, provide a cap on how well you can do. So my strategy personally has always been and always will be to deal with the biggest, nastiest, foulest, and most difficult challenge I have before I do anything else. And there are a couple of reasons that I find this valuable. First, it feels like offense. I never like to feel like I'm on defense. I would rather be attacking the problem than allowing the problem to attack me. It also feels like you're taking initiative and you're capturing the momentum. And it's great to have initiative and momentum on your side when you're solving a problem, especially what I'm going to call a Category 2 problem. It also provides you with the thing that I think gives you the confidence that you're going to solve whatever problem it is you're dealing with. And that's a sense of control because you're taking action and you're doing something. So even if you can't control the outcome, You're controlling what you do and when you do it and how you do it and what you believe about it. And that gets you off of your back foot and onto your front foot. When you've taken action and you've done something, then for the rest of the day, it feels like you're traveling downhill. You can shift your focus to opportunities instead of problems or challenges. This is just one person's strategy. There are a lot of people that believe exactly the opposite, that do what you like first and then try to either find somebody else to deal with the problem or deal with it later on. But I find that I have the most energy to tackle the most difficult thing first thing before the world starts making demands on my psychic ram. But there's more to this than what I've written, and I want to talk about the two types of challenges that you have to face, and I want to draw a line between them because it's important to have some understanding of what this means and how you think about it. So the first set of problems that you can have are going to be resolved over a short period of time, and they need your time, they need your attention, but at some point they will cease to be. They'll either be resolved in your favor Or they're going to be resolved in a way that isn't great for you, but also isn't an existential threat. You're not going to cease existing because of it. But at some point, it's over. These problems tend to get your attention because they're stressful and they come with conflict. So I call these 
category one problems or challenges. So there's something that if we make a decision, uh, we can move forward. So the let me give you an example about this. So maybe you have an angry client and you need to do something about it. They're not going to be pleasant. You're going to make a call and you're going to give the client an answer and it's going to be fine. And they're going to say, okay, I don't like it, but I accept it. Or they're going to say, no, you're fired. You're, you're no longer going to be my partner. Okay, well, either way, that problem is now gone. It is not a systemic problem unless there could be a systemic problem attached to it. But it's a problem that you can take care of relatively easy and then it's over. Those are what we call category one problems and challenges. The second set of challenges you face, though, are different. They're not short-term problems, but larger systemic problems. These problems don't lend themselves to a quick resolution, and the conflict around these challenges tend to be internal. So it's things like your strategy for acquiring clients and how do you live in this digital age when you have these new competitors trying to disrupt things. That's a different kind of challenge. It's a low-level stress over a long period of time without an easy resolution. It could be something like a shift in the competitive landscape, or it could be the impact of changes in the economy. When the economy turns around, it's going to hurt people, and it's not going to be easy to figure out what to do about it or how fast you're going to be able to do something to change the nature of the problem. One of these challenges might be client expectations. They want something that's difficult to deliver or just the creation of profitable growth. The creation of profitable profitable growth is a category two problem. It's not something that you're just going to make a decision and then you have profitable growth. It's going to take a lot of conversations. It's going to take a lot of work. And even though they're more important than the category one problems, they lack the sense of urgency. So what happens here is you can get lulled into thinking that you don't really have a problem when in fact you have a bigger, more systemic, more devastating, more damaging type of problem that's easier to avoid than your urgent category one problem that's going to have a simple resolution. So you have to decide how you're going to approach these things. The reason that I think you should take action on your type one problems, if that's your choice, is because once you've done that, you can shift your focus to type two problems or category two problems, knowing that the category one is resolved or will be. The reason to take action on the category two problems first, which would be my preference, is to deal with the nastiest, foulest thing I could and try to find a systemic answer, is that they tend to be more persistent. And because they're more persistent, they do more damage and they deserve your full focus. This is category one and category two problems. So I'll delineate this for you one more time. A category one problem is going to be resolved with a single conversation or a single confrontation and some conflict. And a category two can go on for a long, long time. So if you don't have a pipeline, that's a category two problem. You're not going to fix it by doing something in one decision or one day. It's going to take time. If you have a challenge with uh, getting a customer's attention, that's going to be a category two problem. You're probably going to have to put things in place that allow you to have a better shot of doing that. So my best advice for you here, I like to deal with a category two because they're bigger, they're more systemic, and they give you greater value when you solve them. But you have to spend some time on category one anyway. So make the decision as fast as you can. Decide what you're going to do, take action, and then move on and do something more important than that. This episode of In the Arena is sponsored by me, 
Anthony Anarino and the Outcomes Planner. I want to take a minute and share some information about my new planner with you. We call it B2B Sales Toolkit, and you can find it at b2bsalestoolkit.com. This is a planner that I designed for salespeople, and it's based on my own personal productivity strategies. If you ever wonder how I get so much done, you're going to find the answer at b2bsalestoolkit.com. The planner is made up of three parts. So the main planner is a hardcover book, and it's a place for you to capture your goals, your disciplines, your appointments, and your sales statistics, and a bunch of other features. We call that big planner outcomes, because that's what productivity is. It's generating outcomes. And a lot of you listening to this may feel overwhelmed because you're busy, which is not the same thing as being productive. In fact, these two ideas are polar opposites. The second book you're going to find in the toolkit is called Outbound, and it's a place where you design and keep your pursuit plans for your dream clients. Those clients that are strategic enough, they're custom-made for your value prop, and you're going to have to pursue them over some long period of time to be able to pull them away from your competitor. This is the only planner you're going to find that addresses winning your dream clients and making your number. There's nothing else on the market. We looked at every single thing. It's not designed for salespeople, but this is. The last piece is a tear sheet tablet that we call 90-Minute Blocks. And this piece is designed for you to sit down and very thoughtfully and intentionally decide what you're going to do with three 90-minute blocks each day for your most important outcomes and to plan that work. So this means what we're going to help you do is give yourself four and a half hours in proactive mode and three and a half hours in reactive responsive mode where you can still deal with the demands of your company, the demands of your clients, and all the other things that are going to interrupt you while you're trying to do your work. So go to B2B Sales Toolkit right now to check it out and subscribe to the program. When you sign up, you're going to get access to a 16-video course where I walk you through the planner and how to use it to create the greatest success for you and for your people. And then you're going to get an invitation to join us in a private Facebook group so you can share your success and so we can come on and give you live coaching. Go check out the planner at b2bsalestoolkit.com. Increase your productivity, and I'll see you inside once you're in the Facebook group.